Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening. Thank you very much for tuning in to the All You Listening Now podcast. I am your host, Johnny. Hey, want to give a big shout out to Sohi Otani from the Angels, who right now is killing it in baseball. I don't know if I have any baseball fans listening, but that man is killing it, leading the league in RBIs. I don't care that the Angels are never that good as a team. Uh, Give that man the MVP. Trying to win like him in life. Nevertheless, I've had a very good week. And I certainly hope that you have as well. All right, so. I'm going to start off today's show by thanking everybody for listening. Thanking everybody that has taken the time out to like my social media page on Facebook. That can be found at R-Y-L now. That's R spelled out Y-L now on Facebook. And if you haven't taken the time to like the page, please do that for me. It would help me out. It'll actually help direct people to the page with the algorithm as it's called. And I post things there a lot of the times, of course, when I'm not recording here. So you could follow me there and look at some of the things that I post. I do a wide variety of different things that you might actually find entertaining. Also, I'm listed everywhere podcasts are being played. So if you have a family member, friend, uh, or loved one, or just somebody that maybe you've talked to about the show and they're unable to find me, they can listen to me anywhere the podcast are being played. Also, in the description of this show, I list timestamps of every segment that's within the show. So that way you can actually go ahead and skip forward two different segments on the show that you want to listen to just in case you don't have the opportunity to listen to the entire show, even though I would greatly appreciate it if you can. I tell you what, today's show, the entire show is going to feel like a gigantic, what the hell did you just say? Because there's been so many things that's happened over this past week that has literally that can make you say, what in the hell did you just say? The first thing at the very top of the show I want to get into is this foolishness that came out of Kevin Samuel's mouth. Now, just in case no one knows who Kevin Samuels is, since I didn't either until a one of my friends shot me the video, he has a channel on YouTube where he talks mostly about what men should be and going out of his way to say just what black women aren't, which is another subject for another day and a whole other topic for another day. But that isn't what I'm actually want to talk about today. And normally I don't actually do reaction podcasts, I guess you should say, to people saying things. But yeah, yeah, I think this one actually needs one. What I want to talk about is him saying that a man isn't a real man if he is not able to buy everything for his woman. You know, Father's Day just passed not too long ago. And you would think that with that, yes, men should inspire men to be better men. That's what we should be doing. But no, that's not what this cat did. 
He goes off 1946 on a saying that in this day and age, where the cost of living has risen on average over the last 50 years by 28.6%, the wage earning during that same time has only risen on average by 7.5%, that you can't be a real man unless you pay for everything for your woman. I mean, what kind of bullshit? Sorry, sorry, yeah, my apologies. I'm working on cutting back on my curse to just curse, but that right there is some bull crap, is what that is. I know plenty of good men that only make $40,000 a year that are great men, working hard every day, out here hustling, trying to come up so he can bring his family up, has a clear vision, and treats his woman with the type of respect and love that she needs and doesn't have a ton of money. Hell, I've also have seen and known plenty of men that have money who ain't worth the shirt on their back. Now, having said that, do I believe that a man should work and provide for his family? You goddamn right I do. But does that mean that man needs to pay for everything? No, he does not. Is a man less than a man for making less than his woman? Nope. Let me tell you all something. That was a time in my life where I made less than my woman. And that wasn't a single minute of any day where I felt less than a man. I had a job. I had a clear vision for my life. So I knew what I was worth as a man. Now, let me say this, fellas. If you're going to ask a woman out on a date, yes, you should pay. I mean, if you're going to go out of your way to ask her out on the first date, it's the least you can do so. At least, you know, be frugal on that front. Now, that doesn't mean you have to break the bank and take her to Roost Crisp. You know, you can just, you know, be modest with it. Take her somewhere nice. Take what was in your budget. Be honest about it up front. Women actually respect that. And from that point on, if you continue your relationship with her, that's another conversation as far as uh, what you're going to spend on her. But on a serious note, Fellas, listen to me. If you're out here working your plan while you're working your job, then ain't another soul can tell what you're worth. A lot of us listen to different talking heads for advice or just for a different perspective since we're all trying to grow in life, or at least we should be. And this type of advice is not what we should be listening to. I haven't listened to all of Kevin's talking points that he has made. He's has a ton of videos out there, and I'm sure there are some that make a lot of sense. Just not this one. I can't rock with him on this one, and you listening shouldn't either. I know how I can feel. I know how I can feel deflating as a man when you feel like you can't provide and do everything for your family. I know what it feels like to not seeing any of your plans that you have told your wife or significant other about still not coming to fruition. I have been there and done all of that. I'm here talking to you all about this because there might be someone out there listening right now who's right in this very same spot feeling like a failure and then you find and listen to some joker like this and it doesn't lift you up. It ain't nothing positive about it. But that's okay because I'm here to tell you to keep grinding, keep hustling, work your 
butt off. And trust me when I tell you one day it's all going to come together for you. And when you get there and you look back on your life and you see where you have come from, do me and you a favor and other men out there a favor. Share your testimony. You never know just who needs to hear it and might provide that person a game plan that might give them a little hope to continue to push through. It's why I'm on here every single week expressing my successes, telling y'all about my setbacks and letdowns, and sometimes just flat out disappointments and what seems like failure. And I do it so that way I can hopefully help and inspire one of you all the same that's been done to me. Let's continue to build us men up because after all, if we don't do it, just who the hell is? Just my two cents on that subject. All right, let's transition and switch to another subject that can be a little, say, divisive in this day and age. A little divisive. Yeah, this is a heavy hidden show. I know I've been coming with the nerd talk and the other stuff lately, but you're getting a little deep today. Getting a little deep today. So depending on where you get your news from, you might have heard about Olympic athlete Gwen Berry turning away from the flag, doing a national anthem. And there has been many, many people who have given their opinion on it from both sides. You have your folks who say this is a disrespect to the flag. She's a disgrace and should be cut from the team. And then you have folks on the opposite side who say she's exercising her rights and this is American as apple pie to do. She's pulling a Kaepernick. When issues like this come up, I try to be as objective as possible. And though it is almost humanly impossible to not bring our own bias into this, onto topics like this, I'm going to give my opinion. I'm going to try to do it objectively on the matter and provide some context to how I came to my conclusion. In every other case, I rock with and understand when athletes protest for social causes. Since their employer gives them the right to do so, they can take advantage of it and in many cases should. This, ladies and gentlemen, is not one of those times. This is a different case altogether. For starters, this isn't the NBA, NFL, or MLB, which are privately owned teams in which the players represent the team. This so happens to be the Olympics in which the country owns the team and the athletes are there competing to win gold, silver, or bronze for their country. This whole event is to represent one's country that you just so happen to be proud of. Why would you want to go represent a country that you aren't completely proud of? I mean, I get it. She probably trained her whole life wanting to make the Olympics and didn't want to pass up the opportunity. There are many of us today who maybe work for companies or work for a boss 
that doesn't represent our val- our true values and the way we live our lives. But we go anyways because we need that cash money. Of course, we don't get to voice or show or protest on our jobs because we will be fired if we did. I also know people who just simply quit a job due to this and decided that they'd rather not be a part of an organization like that. Just had a friend the other day told me that she quit a job without even finding another job because of that exact same reason. However, far be it for me to tell her what she should do, but since it appears she felt that strongly about where we aren't yet as a country, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around her accepting a spot on Team USA. Maybe she knew that this was the only way to bring her attention to it. Maybe she knew that if she tried out and made the team, but then declined the invitation and talked about why she did it, it wouldn't have gotten as much press. Whichever her reason was, that was not the time to express it. Now, protests are meant to be impactful and to make the watcher of the protest uncomfortable. And I am all for that. I also don't think that anyone can say when is the best time for somebody to protest. But in this case, I don't think protesting was the time. And I'm going to give you all an example to paint this picture for you of why it isn't why she just simply should have not gone to the Olympics. And I'm going to actually use a relationship analogy for this one because relationships, you can, boy, try to tell you, boy, you can learn a lot from relationships. Check this out. This right here would be like you're in a relationship with a person and you've been seeing them for a few years. This part is her making her mind up and training for the Olympics. I'm going to actually go back and forth between her decision and a relationship. Try to tie them together to show you all this. During the relationship, you notice some things about the person that you don't like, but you stay with them even though you know you should leave. The person you're dating who are showing these things to you that you don't like then comes to you one day and proposes to you. This would be like her being offered the Olympic spot and you know that you're really not happy with the person and you know that you should leave, but it's always been your dream to get married and start a family, so you just say yes anyway. Then the day of the wedding comes. The music is playing. You're walking down the aisle, and you get to the altar. As the preacher is reading the wedding's ceremony, this would be the national anthem playing, you remember the reasons why you can't marry this person and that even though it's your dream to get married, you can't go through with it, and then you leave and walk out. This, in this scenario, this would be her turning away from the flag as the anthem is playing. You then, after you walk away from the wedding, you get in your car after running out of the church, knowing that you made a mistake by saying yes, in the first place, since you weren't happy with this person and you even go to question why you even said yes and got this far. This is exactly what she did. There's a good chance that she knew just how she felt about the state of the country, but decided to take the offer for Team USA anyway and go to the Olympics. But then remember, oh wait, I don't think this country isn't quite living up 
to the values I need them to. I'm going to do this when she should have just never gone to begin with. Now, maybe she came across this revelation while she was at the Olympics. But if I were a betting man, I would say she already knew. Now, she has every right to feel the way she feels. And if she wants to protest and speak out on social justice matters, she should go right ahead. But this isn't the stage to do it. Oh, I also know that some people want to bring up when Tommy Smith and John Carlos did the same thing back in 1968 and say this is the same thing, but it is not. That can't be farther from the truth. They actually stayed facing the flag and put and put up the Black Power sign, and both men stated that they were proud to represent their country, but they were also bringing awareness to some of the things happening during the civil rights era that they felt needed to be addressed. Her turning away from the flag is the opposite of what they did. I don't think she should get cut from the team or anything like that. However, I believe she should finish competing and then when she has her press conference for winning, she can say whatever it is that's on her mind concerning her with things with social matters here. And even after the Olympics, she should continue to do the same as I'm pretty sure she will. It's just that on the Olympic stage, it just isn't a place to do that. But that's just my two cents when it comes to that particular matter. All right, from one person who I felt was tripping to another person who'd been tripping. Look here, Scotty Pippen. I know that man has to sell a book. He has his book coming out. And that man... I don't know who his PR person is, but they have done a magnificent job working with Scotty to sell that book. It's also apropos that he's selling bourbon because every interview Scotty has done, he has sounded really, really bitter. So much so that he goes out of his way to accuse Phil Jackson of being racist. Now, I don't know Phil Jackson, okay? I don't know the man. So, could Phil Jackson be a racist? He very well could. I mean, heck, there are plenty of quotes out there where he said things that are certainly, at the bare minimum, racially insensitive. But I don't know that man to actually call him a racist. And the examples that Scotty gave about him being racist doesn't add up to being racist. Him actually calling a play for Tony Kukoc to hit the game-winning shot, which he did when they were in the playoffs, isn't racist when the prior two plays had been called for you and you missed him. And Kukoc actually had a track record throughout that season of actually making game-winning shots. I believe during the regular season, he had three of them. And then Scotty goes on, to actually, man, Google just doesn't know when I'm not talking to it. But anyway, uh, then Scotty goes on to take a shot at Kevin Durant. You know, there's, I never understood somebody who has to take a shot at somebody to make their point. I can easily make my point without taking a shot at somebody else to try to make them look bad. 
And he went at Durant. Durant went back at him. You know, he took shuttle jabs at MJ, calling him a selfish player when he retired to go play baseball and left the team high and dry. When, I mean, there are several reports, if you want to believe them or not, that he was forced out of the league because of his gambling issues. They told him to take a break. I personally also believe that shortly after that third championship, or actually, sorry, after actually after the second champion or during the third championship run, his father died and that hampered him greatly because him and his dad were close. So who is anybody to say how he was supposed to deal with that situation? I personally believe that some of that had to do with him stepping away from the game too. But nevertheless, Scotty just comes across as a guy who thinks a little bit more of himself than he should. And the thing is, Scott is actually a great player. He was voted one of the 50 greatest players of all times. And I actually firmly believe that if you redid that list, he's going to make that list again. Now, granted, is he going to be high on that list? Probably not. But Scotty is a Hall of Famer, a six-time champion, a great player. But it just irks him that he has that title of and. What I mean by that is, it's never you, it's the headliner and you. Kind of like Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5. No one talked about any of the Jackson 5 members, it was Michael. Or with Destiny Child. Everybody talked about Beyonce, all those other women were afterthoughts. And I like Kelly Rowland, but look, she ain't Beyonce, just what it is. And I think she understands that, she cool with it. And Scotty just can't help it that he just isn't talked about in the same light as Jordan. He was never as good as Michael Jordan. Do I believe Michael could have won those championships without Scotty? No, there's nobody who's a basketball, who actually knows basketball at all, who can sit here and say, that Jordan did not need Scottie Pippen. I've heard some people say, well, you could have just plugged in another number two, but another number two may have not worked because Scottie, at least during the years anyway, was able to put his ego aside except for that one call when he was supposed to inbound that ball to Kukoc. But outside of that, he was able to put his ego aside because he knew he was playing with a superior player. But now all of a sudden, since he feels that, you know, hey, he was portrayed poorly in the last dance, well, I'm going to come out and take a shot at everybody. But I tell you what, it's great PR. And look, Scotty is accomplishing what he wants to accomplish. I mean, I'm talking about him. Every sports outlet you're looking, you can look at is talking about it. So, I mean, he's promoting his book. He's doing exactly what he set out to do. But Scotty tripping. And unless this is all for show, I just really, really hope that if it isn't, he takes the time out. And at some point, let some stuff go. He got to let that stuff go. Stuff ain't good for you holding on to stuff like that. That stuff festers and sets up and then it sets up bitterness and you get all resentful and hateful and after and then after a while actually it's affecting you more so than actually the person mike over there winning he winning mike ain't giving a care what pippen says Durant winning he's i mean i mean he's looking more of a sympathetic figure 
Even though, again, he didn't need it, but I'm just saying. But, hey, I guess, like they say, any press is good press, so just leave it at that. All right, ladies and gents, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. Again, go to my Facebook page. Give me a like and a follow if you have not. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your loved ones, tell everybody. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate y'all's time. I will talk to you all next week. Y'all have a good week. Peace.